hello and welcome back to A Quiet Divorce. I'm Jackie and thank you so much for tuning in this week. In this new episode, it's going to be all about my big moving day and the first night in my new place. Last week, we left off with the surprise that I would be getting. And not a good surprise, but also one I just did not see coming, ladies. So without further ado, let's get into it. So I'm pretty much all packed and ready to go, or so I thought. I keep finding things around the house here and there, just not really sure if I want to bring every little piece of the last 10 years with me. But I did decide to take most of my things, of course, such as my clothes, all of my shoes, my personal self-care products, and a couple pieces of furniture, just undecided on which pieces. My ex told me that week that I should try to take everything as much as I could because the following week he would be tossing everything out with the trash. I guess he just didn't want anything around that reminded him of me. We also had a lot of framed pictures all around the house, including our wedding photo that was displayed on top of the fireplace mantle. I didn't take any of those with me. What I did take is a small box of photos that I had of my boys, and I kept it under my bed. Those were the pictures I wanted and needed to get me through the weeks when I didn't get to see them. As for the furniture, I decided to take the extra bed from downstairs, the armoire in our bedroom, and the breakfast table and chairs. I decided to purchase everything else from Ikea. You see, I had to stick to a budget as our funds were all on hold and until the divorce was finalized. And that could take anywhere between six to 12 months. But that's all the packing for now. I made it through another night on the couch and today was finally Friday. I was making my usual carrot, celery, and apple juice drink for breakfast and just getting ready for work. It was such a strange feeling knowing that I was moving tomorrow you know what made it even more strange is that it also felt like any other Friday like nothing was different yet everything has changed but it was set the moving company was due to arrive tomorrow at 9 a.m. I felt calm maybe too calm a little nervous at the same time But it's not like I had any doubts or anything like that. It was just knowing the weekend ahead of me and trying to work out a game plan to get through it. Now I was off to work and I dropped both my boys off at school, kissed them goodbye, and assured them I would be there to pick them up. It was like they almost forgot about my move tomorrow. They didn't bring it up, so we simply didn't talk about it. I arrived at work early, so I decided to get a cup of coffee and a croissant for my second breakfast that morning. I had worked my way to general manager in the last eight years at that restaurant. Lunchtime would get really, really busy, so I didn't always get a chance to eat until after one o'clock. So a second breakfast was an absolute must for me. Now, I'm on my way to the office and I spotted the owner slash my boss was actually sitting there waiting for me. Was he waiting for me? I wasn't too sure. 
I mean, I was a bit surprised to see him, but I tried not to think too much into it. But I also should have known that something was wrong. He started to ask me how things were with my ex. How were things in general with the separation? I gave him the short version and just told him things were tense at home. But before I could even finish what I was saying, or before I could even take my first sip of coffee, he started to tell me why he was in the office early that morning. He cut to the chase and basically said, I came in early to let you go. What? What did you just say? That's right, ladies. He fires me on the spot. And his reason? Due to my recent personal issues, I just simply wasn't the general manager I used to be. Apparently, I was off my game, and his decision was final. No discussion needed. I was completely blindsided and had no idea that this was coming. I was in shock, unable to speak for what felt like a very long time. I didn't really even have much to say. I just took the last check he gave me, grabbed my things, and left. By now it was 10 a.m. and I made my way back to the car that was parked in the parking garage. I just sat in my car and cried and cried and cried for over an hour. I had no idea what to do. I needed that job to pay for rent, to take care of my kids, to pay for attorney fees. I felt so defeated. I lost everything, everything. My friend, my marriage, and now my job, all within six months time. I was so angry as I had been a stellar employee slash manager for eight years. Helped him build his business, not to mention I made him a ton of money. Oh, I was so angry. But he didn't care about any of that. I was so disappointed with all the time I put into my marriage, my job, and all for what? For nothing. It felt like such a failure. I've never felt so empty. But after I cried out all the tears I had, I started to drive. But I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't want to call my parents or my sister as they were already so worried about me. But honestly, I had no idea what I was going to do. So I decided to call the one person I could trust the one person I knew would answer my call, and the one person that I could count on these days, my ex-husband's cousin. The phone rang three times, and when he answered, I was at a loss for words. He asked if I was off today, since I had called him early. Are you not working today? Tears started rolling down my face, and I told him what happened. He tried to comfort and convince me to meet him for lunch and to talk things out. I hung up and decided to meet him at a cafe near his place. He tried so hard to make me feel better, but all I felt was fear. The fear of not knowing how I'd be able to handle all that was coming my way. He tried and tried and wanted to help. I wasn't quite sure how he could though, but I was super grateful and thankful for the offer. And just 
the fact that he was there, the only person that showed up for me. Knowing that everyone else abandoned me, he assured me that it would all be okay. I didn't sleep much that night as this was my last night in that house. Tomorrow is Saturday, moving day. I did try to force myself to sleep, but still got up really early and decided to just start my day. The moving company was due to arrive in about an hour or so. They arrived on time and immediately got to work, loading all my items up. I decided to tell my ex about my job loss because when you're in the middle of a divorce, all new information will be disclosed during discovery, so there was really no need to hide it. But in his usual nonchalant demeanor, he said, and all he said was, oh, that sucks. That's it? No empathy? No, I'm sorry. You worked there for so long. How unfortunate. He simply couldn't care less. Thinking back, he was probably overjoyed because me not having a job would look very unfavorable on my part. The judge would question, how can I afford to rent that house? And remember, no address, no custody. He was smug about it too. Made me sick to my stomach. But you know what? I refused to give up, so I kept going as originally planned. All of my belongings have been moved to my new house. And after discussing it with my ex, we agreed that he would take the first week with the boys and I would get them the following week. Sitting in my new rental amongst all the new furniture that I ordered still in boxes, all except the couch. My luggage was all moved over and everything was just waiting for me to get it organized and set it up. But today I just didn't have it in me to clean, organize, or do anything. So I just left everything in the middle of the living room. Unpacking all those boxes felt like a broken puzzle that I'd have to start putting back together, only I had no idea where to start. Alone with my thoughts, more questions came up. Many started running through my mind. I was getting tired from the lack of sleep from the nights before, so I decided to sleep on the couch that night and every night after that. My sister asked me once, why don't you sleep in your room? I told her the couch felt safer. It made me feel, I don't know, less lonely. The first few nights wasn't easy, ladies, as I started to feel fear, doubt, and maybe even a little sorry for myself. It's okay. I allowed myself to feel this way for that week, but that week only. I think it's important to give yourself that time to grieve all the losses you experience, big and small. And once you give yourself permission to do so, the healing can somewhat begin. The next day came and I wanted to treat myself to something. Just like my sister would say, go grab yourself a cupcake, get a mani-pedi, do something to make yourself feel better. But I didn't have a lot of extra money to spend as the divorce process definitely ties up your funds. So note ladies, always have a little money stashed away if you can. 
In addition, I didn't have my job anymore, so shopping therapy was out of the question. I didn't enjoy eating as much when I was sad, so I decided to bake instead. And my favorite thing to bake was French macarons. I taught myself how to make them back in 2014, and you know, baking was always my form of therapy. I always thought that maybe I would open a bakery one day. As I come from a baker's family, my dad made the most amazing pastries back in Texas. He taught me everything I know. So I decided to bake a batch. Then the next batch came, and then the next batch. And a hundred macarons later, I still wasn't feeling any better. I don't know what I was more sad over getting divorced from my ex or losing my job. It was probably both. It was definitely a rough year, 2017. Challenging, eye opening, and in many ways, the path that I needed to take. Even though I chose divorce, and with all my other given choices, it doesn't make it any easier, ladies. But we have to find the strength to keep going. And that's exactly what I decided to do. I took the next couple of months to allow myself to feel all the emotions that I wanted and needed to feel. The weeks I had my kids, I put on my mommy hat and did the job I needed to do and showed up as the mom they needed me to be. The weeks I had to myself, I rediscovered. I rediscovered what makes me happy and whole. Focused all my attention on myself in order to rebuild and get back to the person I used to be and wanted to be. The first step is forgiving yourself, ladies. That was the key for me. Forgive myself for not asking the needed questions, for letting his drinking overtake our marriage, and for not being able to keep our family together. On that note, we will continue next Friday with who we must forgive and why. Until next week, bye for now. Thank、you